welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So it's time for an election update from the perspective of religion. Uh, Every so often I want to talk about the 2012 election, even though we're not even in 2012 yet, uh, and talk about what the faith trends are, how this is shaping up, what it's looking like. And what is interesting to me as a historian and a man who writes about, teaches about religion, is that this, is, this election, this 2012 presidential race, is already shaping up to be perhaps the most religiously infused race we've ever had. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating. Just, just recently, uh, one of the commentators on Fox talking to a Republican uh, candidate uh, just said emphatically that is, uh, Mormonism is not Christianity. Uh, which I think you know from earlier podcasts, I believe, but is rarely said in public. Um, Already, some of the Republican candidates are questioning uh, whether Barack Obama has any religious orientation that defines his life. Uh, Already, you have the non-Mormon Republican candidates uh, questioning whether Huntsman uh, or Romney are even electable, given that they are at least nominally Mormon in Huntsman's case and seriously Mormon in Romney's case. And it just goes on and on. So let's just let's do a quick little update here. Uh, on, let's talk about Barack Obama first. Barack Obama continues in the direction of this religious change that's happening in his life, sort of behind the scenes. And we've done another podcast on this, uh, which you are certainly welcome to listen to to get background on this. But just br- briefly summarizing, since Obama, President Obama has been in the White House, uh, and he has broken from Trinity United Church of Christ and Jeremiah Wright. He has been under the influence of uh, pretty serious theological conservative Christians, um, evangelical types, uh, people like T.D. Jakes and Dr. Joel Hunter and others, um, including Joshua Du Bois, his own head of uh, faith-based initiatives office, uh, who is a Pentecostal, uh, and the chaplain that he that he is most impacted by at Camp David uh, is also an evangelical. So it, there's a, there's been a shift, and, and and this is this is shaping his life. The question in the upcoming election is whether Barack Obama is going to bring that to the fore. Uh, There's just no question, as I say in my updated uh, book and soon-to-be-released book, uh, The Faith of Barack Obama, that that book was out at the first election, at Obama's first election, um, but but now it's been updated. And and as I say in that book, uh, the big challenge for him is whether this spiritual change, this religious change that's going on behind the scenes is going to be something he's going to talk about more openly. If Barack Obama does not talk about his faith, does not talk about this religious revolution that's happened in his life, uh, does not talk about this, this, this change in perspective, um, it will either be one of the most unwise things that's ever been done or one of the bravest things that's ever been done by a presidential candidate. Because frankly, for a president to talk faith and talk conservative faith appeals to the electorate. So it's going to be very interesting to see whether Barack Obama decides to bring that out on public display. He and Michelle have decided in times past that they wanted to keep their religious life private. And so they've not talked about any of this. In fact, I'm expecting a little bit of blowback, uh, maybe from some of the president's people on uh, some of what I've written. And yet it was the president's people who told me about this. So uh, they'll have a little tension in their own office if they do that. So the drama with Barack Obama religiously is that he's undergoing a change. Will he make that public? Will he put that on the campaign trail? Uh, will he see that as a political tool, uh, regardless of how uh, legitimate and genuine it is in his life? Now, at the same time, uh, you're, you have the mounting perspective uh, on the Republican side that the two Mormons are unelectable. 
Uh, Mitt Romney has been in the lead in most of the polls, uh, but there is a difference, quite frankly, uh, between an initial straw poll and the kind of voting people do when you actually get down to the primaries. And there's such anti-Obama sentiment on the Republican side right now that many people will say that they would vote for Romney or would vote for Huntsman. And then you find out when you survey them independently of politics about Mormonism, when you ask them questions like, well, what do you think Mormonism is Christianity? And do you think a Mormon can be president? Do you think a Mormon uh, you know, is, is in a cult, that kind of thing? You find that the numbers are so high that you realize a lot of the people saying they're going to vote for Romney or Huntsman probably won't in the final analysis, especially when they have other candidates who are more to their liking religiously. I'm not saying religion is the only thing people vote on, uh, but I don't think there's any question that there may be some undermining of those two men uh, when it comes to their Mormonism. Part of the reason for that, I've discussed it in another podcast tonight, I'd urge you to listen to it, uh, about our Mormon, our Mormon moment in America. Uh, we are having right now an explosion of attention to Mormonism. Everything from Broadway plays to the Twilight series of movies to uh, you know Glenn Beck and 13 congressmen and senators who are Mormon and Romney and so on, Huntsman. Um, but there will probably be some backlash from that. There'll probably be some some uh, some blowback from that, uh, and and it, of course it would spray all over Romney and Huntsman. Now, interestingly, Michelle Bachman is doing far better than anybody would have expected, um, and I'm not personally surprised by this, even though she may not be my. Uh, exact cup of tea politically. I, I've I've known I've known her. We went to school together. She's she was in law school when I was in undergraduate school, and we knew each other. And this is this is years and years ago, so I'm not claiming to be a friend. Um, and uh, she's very intelligent. She has a law degree, and then she also did a LLM, which is the degree beyond a law degree at William and Mary. She's very knowledgeable. She's been a tax attorney for the IRS, etc. Uh, so this is not a stupid woman. Why she keeps on saying silly things on the air, I don't know. Why she can't figure out that, you know, the American Revolution did not begin in Connecticut or Vermont um, is beyond me. But but the fact is that this is a bright woman and she's doing well. She's good looking. She's articulate. She's solidly conservative. And she held up very well in one of the first debates. Religiously, Michelle Bachman is a Lutheran. But you have to be careful when you consider people's religions, especially uh, on the public stage, especially in politics, and especially in our modern American society, uh, because labels alone don't mean anything when it comes to their religious affiliation. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I could be a Methodist in a Methodist church that is liberal, barely believes or maybe doesn't believe in the divinity of Jesus, doesn't accept scripture as being inspired, um, is radically pro-gay, radically pro-abortion, radically pro you know, other, other issues that, let's say, let's say Muslim dialogue, for example. So in other words, a very, I could be a Methodist and be very, very liberal. Or I can be a Methodist and be unbelievably conservative theologically, um, and, and thus, uh, as an outgrowth of that, very conservative politically. So the labels sometimes don't mean anything. To say that a man is a Methodist in America today tells you almost nothing about him until you ask some more questions unless it's just that he has a religious affiliation. Well, that's the case with Bachman. She goes to a Lutheran church, but this is not your granddaddy's Lutheran church. Uh, This is a young, very evangelical, very happening, uh, very exciting kind of Lutheran church. So really, she's more in the charismatic evangelical stream 
um, than, than you would imagine. She's much more in a Pat Robertson mode, perhaps is the way to say it. And she's doing well and she's on the rise. Um, and I think that she's going to, I think she's going to have a real impact and her religion's going to be central to this. Now, one of the things that's going to make her religion central to this is that, uh, Governor Rick Perry has gotten in the race and Governor Rick Perry has done, has gotten in the race on a very high religious tone. Now he's a man who has attended until recently a Methodist church. Again, you can't tell much about what that means. Um, and has shifted over to an interdenominational evangelical church in Austin. So Rick Perry is probably a man who's making a religious shift to a more, uh, again, evangelical charismatic kind of perspective, a bit more conservative theologically, a bit more Holy Spirit-oriented, renewal-oriented devotionally or in terms of his piety. Um, And he's definitely absorbing a sort of a faith-based spiritual vision for the country, which he's talking about very, very openly. Um, And then you have the other players on the stage, Ron Paul, who doesn't like to talk about his religion. He's a Christian, but but tries hard to keep religion out of the debate and discussion, doesn't build on it very much. Um, Of course, you continue to have Newt Gingrich, uh, who's had a a, a new uh, turning to Catholicism in his life, used to be Baptist. Um, and in, and that turning has apologized for many of his previous sins, like unrighteous divorces, divorces and things like this. And I use the word unrighteous because there are righteous divorces, and then there are unrighteous divorces. And he admits that his was unrighteous and his fault. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see what's aligning. What I expect is that as things heat up, you're going to see religion boiled more to the surface. In fact, I saw in the press this morning uh, a statement where somebody said that our politics, our, 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 our uh, political candidates, are more religious than they are on the stage than they are in their private life. Now, I think that may be overstated, but what it indicates is that our, our political dialogue is becoming intensely religious. And with, with Perry, who is almost a preacher uh, in, in, the, in the race, uh, Bachman, who is an outspoken evangelical um, in the race, uh, Newt Gingrich, who has not hesitated about making faith statements in the race. Um, and then, of course, the Mormon issue coming to the fore. I think all of that's going to be huge. And then one last thought, I believe that Sarah Palin's going to run. Um, and when she does run, of course, she's going to then bring, again, a conservative, charismatic, evangelical, sort of neo-Pentecostal, if you understand those terms, kind of perspective. She, too, will be talking about God's will for America. She, too, will be talking about the faith of the founding fathers. She, too, like these other evangelicals and conservatives, will be talking about, uh, you know, an American covenant and morality in our public life. She'll be opposed to a gay, lesbian agenda. She'll be opposed to abortion, uh, like all the Republicans are. And, um, and I think that this will be, again, this will just boil things to the surface. So watch the religious trends in uh, the current discussions. All polls show that religion is very, very uh, decisive in how people vote. And I think we're seeing the, the battle lines shape up now. For me, the big question, though, is, is Barack Obama going to whip out, so to speak, his faith? I think it's a genuine faith, don't misunderstand. But is he going to be willing to be public about that to try to shift the perspective of who he is in the public mind? It's going to be exciting to watch. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.